1: The race for mayor for the Tampa Bay region's second-largest city is heating up. Longtime Pinellas County Commissioner Ken Welch and City Councilman Robert Blackman are vying for what is really one of the few interesting races we're going to see this November. There haven't been too many fireworks here, but there is some heat being thrown in this race. So we're going to dissect this contest with longtime political columnist William March. Welcome back to Florida Matters. Hey, Steve. Glad to be here. And we are glad to have you. William, this is officially a nonpartisan race. Uh, Blackman's a real estate investor and a Republican, Welch, an accountant, and a Democrat. Are we seeing any kind of a real partisan divide here on the issues, or does Blackman
0: maybe have to tone down his conservatism in what is really a very blue city? Well, yes, we are seeing some partisan divide, but not as much as we would if if it weren't, as you point out, a blue city. I think Blackman has been leaning more toward private sector solutions for city problems and, you know, and emphasizing his background as a businessman, whereas Ken Welch emphasizes his background in government. As you pointed out, it is a, it is a nonpartisan race. The candidates aren't even allowed to talk about their partisan affiliation, but still partisanship clearly affects the race. Partisanship is part of the reason why Ken Welch is probably looking like a pretty strong front runner at this point.
1: All right. So um, you took a look at the latest St. Pete polls. What are they they showing here?
0: There's not been a lot of really good, reliable polling, but the most recent polling by St. Pete polls shows Welch well ahead, a pretty comfortable lead, 53 to 36 percent. St. Petersburg voters are about half Democrats and about a quarter each Republicans and independents. Those two things look pretty strong for Ken Welch. All right. So Blackman came under fire recently
1: for uh, evicting tenants at a property he owns. Uh, He later backtracked after advocates accused him of gentrification. That's a pretty loaded word there. So how much is Blackman reaching out to the city's, city's black community or is he concentrating his campaigning elsewhere?
0: Well, he's trying to, as we said, he's muting partisanship, but he is talking about the need to boost neighborhoods, particularly economic economically disadvantaged neighborhoods. Uh, He's talking about issues like the future of Tangerine Plaza. He's talking about the effect of the trop redevelopment on the community there. So he is making some effort to reach out to uh, the significant number of black voters in the city.
1: Is he advocating more kind of Republican, pick yourself up from the bootstraps, self-help kind of thing rather than just outright government help that some of the Democrats seem to favor? to
0: some degree just just as as one example on the issue of low income housing one thing that blackman has proposed is, is that instead of giving developers subsidies to build housing for moderate low income people he suggests that the city instead provide low interest mortgages to home buyers he also suggests the city actually buy low to moderate income housing structures renovate them and then resell them to people at certain income levels. And that's that's a little bit more of a um, private business solution, whereas Ken Welch talks a lot about how he was involved in setting up the county's program for subsidizing uh, low to moderate income housing.
1: Well, one of the questions was on affordable housing in the black community uh, during a recent debate between the two at USS St. Petersburg. Let's go ahead and listen to that.
2: In 2019, the League of Women Voters in the St. Petersburg area conducted a civil health study for St. Petersburg. Black survey respondents were significantly less likely than white survey respondents to believe that they have a say in what local government does. How will you ensure that all of your constituents feel they have a say in the governing of St. Petersburg?
3: Well, that's a great question, but it's also an unfortunate statistic, excuse me. What we need to do is we need to make sure that everyone has a seat at the table. Like I just said, St. Pete for all, it's not just a catchy slogan, I mean it. And if you look at my campaign team, if you look at my friend group, if you look at who you surround yourself with, it's a diverse multicultural grouping. What we need to do is we need to make sure we elevate and also uh, protect all of those who make our city what it is. To that end, we just had a study about our disparity in St. Petersburg last week. We got results that were alarming. You know, black uh, employees, are at a great disadvantage in our city. That's not right. And it's been going on for generations within our city. I pledge to fix that, to take that plan, and to fully implement the changes that we can to make sure that African-American citizens in our city always have a seat at the table, but also are celebrated and are rewarded and uh, promoted when it's due.
2: Thank you. And candidate Welch?
4: Please repeat the question, ma'am.
2: In 2019, the League of Women Voters in the St. Petersburg area conducted a health study for St. Petersburg. Black survey respondents were significantly less likely than white survey respondents to believe they have a say in what local government does. How will you ensure all of your constituents feel they have a say in the governing of St. Petersburg?
4: Well, if you go to KenWelsh.com, you'll see my principles. And one of those principles is in-touch leadership. Uh, I know you don't like the Uber reference, but that's exactly what that was about. Being out, talking to folks, getting their unsolicited feedback and their unfiltered feedback. I've also always uh, focused on being out in the community. I've had community office hours where I held office hours in libraries and fire stations and community centers. We moved the budget meetings down to Gibbs High School so folks wouldn't have to travel. I've always been about being in touch with the community, whether it's on my bicycle or my Harley, whatever, I'm going out showing up and just talking to folks and hearing what they think. Uh, that is the kind of in-touch leadership uh, that I think will move us forward. And I'm, I'm hearing from folks as I go out. I, I didn't know I didn't know I could talk to the mayor. Of course you can talk to the mayor. At Bay Vista Park, a couple of weeks ago, some guys came up to me because they saw my t-shirt and talked to me. That's the kind of in-touch mayor I'll be. Uh, and that's how you get folks engaged in their government.
1: Well, Ken Welch and a Harley, I'd, uh, that's, a, that's a good picture. I pay some good money to see that, right? So um, black voters are overwhelmingly Democratic. Um, And like you said, this is a uh, pretty predominantly Democratic city earlier. Um, But it's more than that. Like you're saying, after all, Republicans ran City Hall for two decades before they elected Rick Kreisman. And uh, he only narrowly defeated uh, the former mayor, Rick Baker. So Maybe there isn't as sharp a partisan divide as it might seem on the surface?
0: No, there's not. But partisanship has become, if anything, a more dominant theme in, in politics at all levels uh, since the dawn of the Trump era. So the, uh, the atmosphere might be a bit different now than it was when, as you pointed out, Rick Kreisman, Democrat, only narrowly defeated uh, Republican Rick Baker. If you look at the results of the August 24th primary, uh, which went the field down to Ken Welch versus versus Blackman. If you look at the top three Democrats, uh, Welch, Darden Rice and Wingay Newton, among the three of them, they got more than 60 percent of the vote, whereas Blackman got 28 uh, percent. But, again, you can't draw any firm conclusion for that. That primary was a very low turnout election, and very, very few of the city's substantial numbers of NPA voters cast ballots in that election. So you can't draw sharp conclusions. Plus being in the
1: middle of the summer, too. People are on vacation. They have other things to do, go to the beach. right. Right. All right, let's move on to Tropicana Field since the Rays are in the American League playoffs. The 86-acre site is poised to become the city's biggest redevelopment site ever. Now, Welch has said he has some very personal feelings about the TROP. Uh, He said when he was a child, his grandfather's wood yard and his church were in that gas plant area of St. Pete that got bulldozed to build the TROP. And uh, he told me after the primary results came in that it is definitely personal to me. Now... Let's go into that a little bit. Uh, the Rays have come out and given a nice big fat check to Welch here. Do you see much difference between them on the future of the Trop? Now that Rick Kreisman is finally exiting, and you know there might be some hope to keep the team in the town.
0: The only real strong difference I can see, Steve, is the one that you just pointed out, where Ken Welch heavily, strongly emphasizes his roots in that very neighborhood, and talks about how the redevelopment must bring that neighborhood along Uh, other than that neither of them has made a specific proposal they both say they're open for example to the split season idea sharing the team with Montreal neither one of them specifically rules that out or or specifically accepts it Uh, they both say they'll look at it Uh, and neither one has picked a particular kind of plan or laid out uh, a particular recipe for what they want to see in the redevelopment. The uh, the biggest difference I see between the two of them, once again, is exactly what you said, Ken Welch, emphasizing the importance of the community.
1: All right. Welch uh, has said he led the effort to add a sixth additional penny and uh, bed tax earmarked for a new baseball stadium. Um, do you know what uh, Blackman's position is on that, or whether this has a chance?
0: No, I haven't heard Blackman talk about about that. But what Welch said was that he deserved the same kind of contribution that the Rays made to Rick Kreisman in his last campaign. And uh, that $50,000 was what they gave Kreisman. It's worth noting that Jeff Venick, owner of the Lightning, also gave 25000 to Welch. All right. The clock is
1: ticking on that as the Rays uh, lease at the Trop ends in 2027, only a couple of years away. All right. So uh, if there is a new stadium built maybe people can actually take mass transit to go see this wouldn't that be interesting in in the Tampa Bay area St Pete is a key cog in the push to get this regional mass transit system let's listen to this excerpt from the recent debate at USF St Petersburg How do you
2: feel about the transportation options and the cost for them currently in our city Do we have enough options and are they affordable If not what will you do to making it to make it more frequent and student friendly
4: It's been a long haul on transportation. We are making progress and I've uh, worked with a lot of folks to make that progress happen, including Darden Rice and Brandy Gabbard and many other folks. Um, We have to fund our basic bus system. Any city you go to, the basic bus system is the core of it. And in Pinellas and in Hillsborough County, the buses are underfunded. And so that's why it takes an hour for a bus to come. That's why it stops running at 10 o'clock at night. That's why it doesn't run on the weekends. And so we've got to fund those issues. BRT was one of the issues I worked on, and now we're seeing the first BRT Bus Rapid Transit or Sunrunner um, premium bus route in Tampa Bay now being under construction on the first avenues. And so we have to have that holistic approach, including bike and pedestrian. Our trails are vitally important. And so it's been a priority for me. I've worked on that for Pinellas at the MPO. It'll continue to be a priority for me as mayor.
2: Thank you. Candidate Blackman.
3: You know, when it comes to transit in our area, I feel like we're a jack of all trades, but we're a master of none. You know, we've just put in the BRT lines and already I'm getting a lot of negative feedback about the way it uh, has bisected a traditional uh, grid pattern for the last 100 years. Uh, I think it should have been a dedicated lane instead of the zigzagging pattern we have, but we can fix that when I'm mayor. But we need to always prioritize safety and smart growth. Uh, To that end, I think we need to realize that St. Petersburg was built by the suburb in the late 50s is when we really blossomed and filled out our land. And what we need to do is we need to, first of all, look at autonomous vehicles, which are the future, and maybe a ride-share program as opposed to buses, because buses have that stigma, but they also have the expense of a driver uh, of fuel on these hybrids, uh, of docking stations. They just have a lot of infrastructure involved with them, but also making our bike lanes and our pedestrian walkability that much better for the user. You know, we're putting bike lanes on streets all the time. Next is 18th Avenue South. And we're putting them on grid. We're putting them on lane. We need to make boulevard widened sidewalks that are a step up to keep our people safe.
1: Well, it's interesting, William. I heard uh, Mr. Blackman talking about autonomous vehicles, which maybe by the time they come around, maybe the only time we get a real mass transit system in this region. Do um, you see maybe kind of a generational? difference on this issue between the two?
0: Well, perhaps. Once again, what you hear is Ken Welch talking about buses, emphasizing his role in bus rapid transit. He advocates bus rapid transit, for example, to connect St. Petersburg to the Bright Line terminal that will be coming to Tampa, whereas- That's the high-speed rail line. Right, whereas um, Blackman talks more about smaller scale, private-oriented solutions, autonomous vehicles, things like that. Um, there's another transportation in this issue in the city, what to do about I-75, I-175, and I-375, the, uh, the interstate spurs, whether they should be reduced to grade level so that they won't pose so much of a dividing line in the community. Neither of the two candidates has taken a strong stand on that. But again, Welch seems to be more oriented toward mass transit toward buses than Blackman does. We're talking about the upcoming election for
1: St. Petersburg mayor with veteran political columnist William March. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Florida Matters. We're talking about the two candidates for St. Pete mayor, Ken Welch and Robert Blackman with political journalist William March. So let's move on to uh, some of the environmental issues. Uh, St. Petersburg has been in the news for that in the past few years and not always in the best way. Um, On the plus side, Rick Kreisman has promoted the city as part of the vanguard of cities committing themselves to achieve 100% clean energy. But there have been some major sewage spills lately, and the city was the epicenter of the worst red tide outbreak in memory this summer. Uncounted numbers of fish were found floating belly up on the city shoreline. Let's hear this excerpt from the recent debate.
2: What do you think is the most important environmental issue facing St. Petersburg, and how do you plan to address it?
4: Well, climate change is the existential threat. Uh, we are ground zero for climate change, uh, peninsula within a peninsula. Uh, we have to invest in our infrastructure. We have a plan, uh, the Integrated Sustainability Action Plan that needs to be activated. We haven't even done the basic energy assessment on our facilities. We need to activate that. We know what the science says, you know, two to eleven feet of sea level rise is going to happen in our in our county. So we have to be uh, intentional about it. adaptability, mitigation. I've led the effort, for example, to move to electric buses for PSTA so we can stop contributing to the emissions problem. We need to fully fund and execute the Integrated Water Resources Master Plan. Uh, that will stop us from contributing to sewage overflows. All those things we need to be intentional about. I will do that as a county commissioner I've led for years, whether it was fighting oil drilling in Tallahassee at WFSU in 2009 or moving for a fertilizer ordinance to stop our nitrogen load in our waters. Follow the science and then execute.
2: Thank you. And candidate Blackman?
4: Could you repeat the question, please?
2: Of course. What do you think is the most important environmental issue facing St. Petersburg, and how do you plan to address it?
3: So it's twofold. It's climate change, but it's also red tide is a big issue in our city. Um, And and what we were just saying is, you know, there are issues with our infrastructure. I've been on the council. I've asked the tough questions. You know, at our current budget cycle, it's over 800 years to replace our bridges. It's over 500 years to replace our seawalls and 460 years to replace our sidewalks. That's not right. And that's not leadership. I promise to be more frugal and more fiscally responsible with how we budget. To that end, I've got a plan to put in vertical oyster gardens under people's docks the same way you can opt in to get a rain barrel. You can opt in to get a vertical oyster garden placed under your dock if you're on the water. It's a simple change, but a healthy oyster can filter 50 gallons of water per day. Imagine having a whole canal worth of those. It can really make a change. I've built them through Tampa Bay Watch. I've also planted mangroves and done mangrove planting projects, but we need to be smart and even putting in mangroves in front of a failing seawall can prolong the life by breaking wave activity, and mangroves also filter water. So being smart and strategic about how we grow and how we maintain our assets is what I pledge to do.
1: All right, William, we're hearing kind of a striking difference here on this one here. Blackman, despite him talking about vertical oyster gardens and planting mangroves, he maybe pushed a lot of the infrastructure, seawalls, hardening, more concrete, that sort of thing. Whereas Welch was more into the climate change issues, so um, do you see that really that dichotomy there between the two?
0: Yes, it's similar to the difference on on transportation. You see, you see Ken Welch talking more about carrying out the government plan that's been put together to prevent future sewage spills. On the other hand, Blackman talking about smaller scale, more private property oriented solutions and. Uh, but still in all, they both identified, and I guess this was proper thing to do, they both identified wastewater treatment and flooding prevention and flooding control and climate change as the the city's top environmental issues.
1: Well, as you know, um, Mayor Kreisman has really pushed a lot of green initiatives, uh, wanting to eliminate carbon emissions and trying to go to renewable energy. Do you see either of those two being as green as the current occupant is
0: as green as Kreisman is yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure either of them is is down the line with the toughest environmentalists in the democratic party for example uh, welch possibly somewhat closer but again he talks more about inclusivity and shared progress than he does about environmental protection Um, Blackman on the other hand is clearly more conservative so I'm not sure that either of them is the environmentalist that that Kreisman probably is. But there seems to be a real push for this among city residents. Well obviously yes there is and the city's gotten a stain on its reputation from its sewage spills and in the last five six years during Kreisman's term in office the prospect of climate change and sea level rise has just gotten more and more real and more and more threatening every year. All right, let's go back to that forum at USS St. Petersburg. Here's the two
1: candidates talking about their vision for the city in the next five years.
4: My vision for St. Petersburg in five years is that we've made significant progress on Tropicana Field, on housing, on infrastructure, that we've connected with the community and particularly our young people, to connect them with opportunity and drive down crime uh, in our neighborhoods, that we have made significant progress with the Integrated Water Resources Master Plan, which is key to fixing our pipes and our plants, and so we won't be contributing uh, to those issues like sewage overflows, and that we've come back to making decisions based on facts and consensus. Uh, And that's why I've already met with every city council member, including Mr. Blackman before he declared, to talk about issues. Uh, And that's why I'm proud to have endorsements from five current uh, city council members, the current mayor, the previous mayor, and folks from all all over the city, because I think folks wanna get back to proper order, proper government based on facts and moving this all together uh, with a common purpose towards common goals.
2: Thank you. Candidate Blackman.
4: You know, that's an
3: interesting one to throw out. And I'd say a growing city that's still headed in the right direction Uh, but it is inclusive. You know, the theme of my campaign has been the St. Pete for all. Um, And we are doing a good job of growing. A lot of times I say we have smart growth despite leadership, not because of it. Uh, But I think we need to really sharpen our pencil as prices go up, as sea level rise and climate change become more of a reality. But we also need to make sure we include everyone. And we also need to diversify our economy. You know, right now, as much as we've tried to become a tech-based, we're still a service-based, and tourism-based industries. We've been uh, traditionally throughout St. Pete's history. So how do we afford to keep those who make our city great and special able to be able to be live here? And that's something I want to work on and I have concrete plans to do. But also how do we diversify our economy? And a lot of that has to be working to bring tech-based jobs because we're never going to have large-scale manufacturing We have to cut down on the sprawl in the sur- suburb that made this city. So we need to tighten up, be smarter and more strategic about our growth.
1: Roy Williams, so Welch kind of obtusely referenced, I would imagine, the Trump administration. We talked about returning to order and reason in governance, and Blackman said a lot about inclusivity and diversification while sharpening that fiscal pencil. So, your thoughts on what they just said?
0: Well, once again, I think you see Blackman emphasizing fiscal conservatism, emphasizing his own business background, while Welch emphasizes his experience in government and in carrying out the plans of a city or a county, no sharp difference on specifics on issues, but a slightly different philosophical approach, if you will.
1: Okay, so we're going to expand on that with their closing arguments at this recent debate. Uh, there are a few kind of few digs in here, which is kind of interesting. So let's go ahead and play the closing arguments, and we'll uh, we'll see what you have to say about this.
4: Well, thank you to USF and the League of Women Voters and all the other partners who made this happen. Um, It's it's been an honor to be here tonight. Uh, As a third generation St. Pete resident, I care deeply about the path that we take. Uh, And it's not about puns and and shooting darts and and making comments uh, to undermine, but it's about how you bring people together. It's about what you've been able to do in terms of partnership and really impacting our community, not just plans or concepts, but affordable housing that you can see and feel, that programs for homeless and folks dealing with mental health that have improved lives, real infrastructure like the Pier, the Mahaffey, the St. Petersburg Police Station, programs that help young people connect with education, healthcare all of those issues I've worked on and there have been concrete results, not plans. It's not about talking about 20 years because the people elected me for 20 years. I trust the people to know if they're getting the kind of representation that they're looking for. It's time to move forward. It's time for inclusive progress. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. It's not only from my mom, and I won't say how old she is, but she's probably watching. It's also from my 19 year old. We wanna make sure we've got a community that we can be proud of, we make the right decisions moving forward. And I ask you to join our partnership for progress. And I thank you for your time tonight. Candidate Blackman.
3: Thank you very much. First of all, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. You know, like I said, USF is an example of success and it's what we need to grow our city in a positive manner. We need uh, to have an educated workforce so that we can bring the jobs that'll be good paying so then people can afford housing. It all works together. We need to make sure uh, we, we always keep that mindful and it starts here. You know, I agree with everything that Commissioner Welch just said in his closing statement. It was almost perfect. The only thing is I would say it applies more to me than him. You know, this whole night, we've heard him taking digs about my plan for Tangerine Plaza. And he just, in his closing statement, said, we don't need plans. We need results. I have plans moving forward. I have things that have happened while I've been in office, too. But just because you're a part of a group or a collective doesn't mean you were the leader of that charge. I have been the leader of so many charges on the council, and that is why I'm trying to take this to the next step, to be the mayor of my hometown. You know, in so many ways, we need innovative thinking and outside-the-box thinking. I was honored and surprised when I became the youngest council member in the city's history in 118, uh, 118 years, excuse me. At the same time, Commissioner Welsh has been in office since the day George W. Bush was elected. I was in the fifth grade when he was elected. When it comes to endorsements, I have 30, 40, I don't know how many, I stopped counting. But we can't just rely on our endorsements to represent us. Collecting endorsements like Pokemon is not an effective way to lead. I am here with plans coming to you humbly asking for your vote. If you disagree with any of my plans, we can talk about it. You can go on my Facebook, you can reach out to me anytime, call my office, go to my campaign headquarters. I will meet with you, I'm knocking on doors, I'm making phone calls, I'll always be there for you like I always have because we've been neighbors, we've been friends my entire life, my entire career. I don't need to ride for Uber to learn the issues. I already know them because I've been in these communities since before I decided to run. Robert Blackman, thank you very much.
1: All right, William, there were there was probably as many digs in that as all the previous comments we heard, you know, the, about Welch being in office for 20 years and the old hand versus the, the young gun with all the plans out of the box. You know, this isn't. Rick Kreisman versus Rick Baker—that kind of vitriol going on. But there's no love lost between these two, is there?
0: Well, it has not been a bitter race like the like the Baker Kreisman was. But but there's there's certainly that out there. And and there you heard Blackman really really pounding home the generational gap. It's worth noting that Blackman has eagerly sought publicity for his own endorsements. Uh, then you heard Welch once again talking about how leaders in, in government locally in Pinellas County and around the Tampa Bay area are supporting him, once again emphasizing his experience. So again, it's more than any kind of sharp difference on issues, it's a difference in approach, a difference in tone, and a difference in political philosophy. All right. William March, veteran political columnist, thanks so
1: much again for all your insight. We do appreciate it. Oh, glad to be here, Steve. All right. Well, thanks to William for his insight and DeNora Prevost for her producing the show. I'm Steve Newborn. and We'll catch you on the next episode of Florida Matters.